the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Uh, you are welcome to come and still ask, or ask your gardening questions in person. We're just sitting in the two-story, so come on by, and uh, you can... Uh, uh, Whatever you got, we will uh, answer it for you. But uh, just come on inside. Don't feel like uh, that you can't. Uh, in fact, uh, Mary was already saying, yeah, I just told him to come inside and talk to you. There so, you go. Yeah, so we are okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, 210-308-8867 is our phone number. Uh, Shemai is back at the station waiting for your calls eagerly. Uh, so he will take them and tell us, and we will, uh, um, you know, we'll answer them. That's what we do. That's what we try to do, yeah. Yeah, that's true. We just try. Mm-hmm. We we don't we make no guarantees on on the answer, but yeah, I do. Do you make a guarantee? Absolutely. What is your guarantee? That that's an answer. It is an answer. It may not be right or wrong. It may not be right or wrong, <laughs> but it is an answer. Okay. Well, that that seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, so if you want an answer to your question, my my wife used to be absolutely sure. Of her answer until she changed changed her mind. Oh man! Yeah. I, I kept reminding her of that, and it, she just blew it off. <laughs> don't uh, you're, you're, yeah, don't be persnickety, Calvin, or don't be uh, uh-huh. irritating. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. <laughs> that was I was very good at that being irritating. Yeah, is that right? Oh uh, yeah. Does that I, surprise I know you? you? Yeah, I know you guys wouldn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm it must not be true because after 25 years, I haven't hardly. No, you don't irritate us at I've all. I've only gotten fired three or four times from oh, there. Oh, that's so. that's true. So you've got a good record going. Uh, Calvin is receiving lots of praise. If you haven't gotten, check out the Express News or MySA.com over his article today. Somebody said nice things about it? A uh, few people apparently said nice things about Wait it. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I I should, I, I yep. should, we should have built it up differently. Oh, people are yeah. oh, really just kind of a, a white lie. Like yeah, then People he, are getting excited about Calvin's article. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> and that could be good or bad, but, but he would take it the other way. Yeah, that's right. We, we okay. got outsmarted that Sorry. Time. Sorry, Calvin. Yeah, but... Uh, check it out for yourself. Uh, good article. I, I was reading it this morning. I was wondering, Milton and I were talking about it, uh, Jerry. That how did uh, how do people get those articles so early? Uh, you know, when the when the 
<laughs> you know, I get the, the deadline for me is uh, getting it in on Thursday for ten days later for the next Saturday. Yeah, and then but then you start getting response, oh, like the the Monday, <laughs> and I say, well, how in the world do they they know about that article already on on Monday? But uh, uh, the the article is about the. Uh, Karen, uh, Vice President Karen Guz on the San Antonio water system uh, did a, a long interview in the Express News. Former guest on our show. Yes, and uh, <laughs> oh, we've had yeah, we've had her on the show. Quite oh, long. Well, yeah, absolutely. Haven't, haven't she, since the COVID though. She used it? to she used to host it with when people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Karen now, did a good job. Oh, now you remind me of when I used to be gone. And she would take my place with uh, Steve Brown. Yeah, oh. and she's she's five foot tall. So Steve and Steve, I don't know what he is, six foot two or something. <laughs> so Steve, Steve would get her a, a mail cart. <laughs> just, no, you know, just a yeah, just as a, a joke. Cause she she's good natured and and uh, everybody giggled and laughed the whole time while she was doing the program. But but anyway, her her her. She's the vice president for conservation at San Antonio Water System now, and she's talking about the the issues involved in uh, the the water restrictions, and just reminding us that uh, uh, the the restrictions were uh, put together by mm-hmm. with a lot of citizens' input, and uh, the idea is. That to both protect our water resources, uh, mostly the Edwards Aquifer Authority, uh, the Edwards Aquifer, and to protect our plants. Yeah. But it required to protect the plants required uh, something thought of it and planning. This that, that's what Jerry and I spend a half half of the time in the show talking about how you can you know here's what the, the restriction is, but here's how. You can keep your grass alive even with the restriction. You know, of course, hand watering is the key. And but they're they're also talking about uh, the potential for for changing those uh, changing those rules. And so it'll be it'll be something I think what we will keep keep track of. Uh, and I know Milton, you've been in the middle of that uh, uh, presenting the uh, water rest- water use restrictions. Too so, mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully we can continue to have water use restrictions that no, it uh, was uh, solve that uh, that protect our water resources, but also uh, give us the flexibility we need to grow grow what we want, and as long as we don't waste any water. I don't know what the statistic is now. I do remember that uh, in listening to Karen speak at at, at an event, she was talking about. How fast the city had grown. This was probably a couple years ago. Had grown this this fast, so almost doubled in size. But yet, water consumption and had stayed about the same. And that was due to the the populace cooperating and being careful and stuff like that, which was great. And that goes yeah. back to the fact that I do think you're right that everybody was involved in the process. The industry. Or- yeah. Our volunteer groups are a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. They're they're the gardeners, but they're really knowledgeable uh, gardeners and uh, know know what uh, it takes to keep the lawn alive. 
and uh, protect their their other plants. So, yeah, it's a it's a not a simple situation, but it's been very successful, and hopefully we can keep it. Hey, Trace is going to join us. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So, if you want three brilliant people to, what you looking for? Oh, it's on the thing. Uh, to uh, answer your question, I, want you, I won't say which one of the three of us, uh, which there are four people here, so three of us are brilliant. Uh, well, we'll let you decide on the three. But, yeah, you can have three people who really understand gardening uh, answer your question at 210-308-8867. Why, why, <laughs> why are you giving this sly grin? Because <laughs> you could probably answer it, too. I might be able to, but uh, I've learned a little bit on the show. Well, I was watching this uh the staff behind us, and they were making faces <laughs> about it too. Uh, so, so they uh, some was making a judgment back there. Uh, I think he was just. I think he was just enjoying the uh, the air and the cool breeze. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's happening, Trace? Anything exciting? The TNLA show. Oh, was in town. Okay. So there was uh, a few exciting. Really exciting new plants. Ooh. And I, I felt like I had to get David involved. Because some of them, I think, are going to be future Texas superstars. Hmm. Very interesting. What did you see, or can you talk about it? Are you sworn to secrecy? I am not sworn to secrecy. But? But I'm only going to talk about the ones that we're going to be able to get now, not the ones we're going to be able to get next year. Okay. There you go. So, there is a new dwarf Texas sage. Ah. On the market. Okay. You mean Salvia Sage or Sinisa? Texas Sage. That maxes out at three feet. Oh, how interesting. And it's got dense foliage. That's good. Um, So that was uh, something exciting. Yeah, you could actually then, without having to keep shearing it, make it into something like a hedge. Right, because when you you shear them, you sacrifice your blooming for a while. Yeah, that's great. So. that one, and then there's a uh, a new yucca. Does it have like a cool name? Like uh, it did, but I don't remember what it was. Little shorty, or uh, just a little rain. I'll go find it. <laughs> they didn't contact you, Mel. I have, did not. I, I have the paper on it. I'm so kind of hurt because, paper. as you know, I am the leader of the uh, the Sinisa Club. There is a, another one that we can get, and we'll get in small quantities. Yeah, and this for our audience is probably. The cooler one, San Antonio Sage. Okay, it's got more of a name I can't remember, but it is a almost pink. San Antonio Rose. That's I think San Antonio Rose. Yeah, and it, but it's a Sinisa. Yeah. Oh, how interesting! Uh, and that one I think it's five feet and it's bred with compact, so it's a yeah. you know, it's sturdy. Uh, and then there was a red yucca. That's uh, a new version of. Or their version of brake lights, so okay. it'll go true red. They had a short-growing, uh, pink-blooming yucca that looked like soft-leaf yucca. Uh-huh. It doesn't get as tall, and it bloomed pink. Good. Yeah, and uh, there was one more about Texas Sage that won't be out till next year. Okay. But Why are people... I mean, it just seems interesting to me that in probably... Except for the last five years, there hasn't been much development in different types of sages, or is that correct? And then all of a sudden, people are really... So these guys have done a lot of breeding. 
Right. And um, and obviously they're collecting the the attributes that they want from from the right. breeding practices. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give a sneak for the next year one. There's one they bred with Lynn's Legacy. Ooh. Oh, good. And uh, that one will be out next year. Okay. Gosh, we'll be in trouble in terms of testing its desirability unless it starts raining sometime. Yeah. Well, so some of these have already been tested in even in Louisiana, oh. and, they, and they lived. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they can go dry or they can go wet. Yeah. I, and still live, which is kind of hard to do with the Texas sage. Yeah, because yeah, that's like, I, I, I keep telling that story. We, we were in a, a nursing facility, and they had a whole row of them, and they looked gorgeous. And then we were there for about, you know, two weeks, and there was one right underneath the sprinkler system, and it, it, it was all of a sudden this big gap where that one just had died. Well, yeah. we, when we had rainy, we've had rainy years yeah, where, where hedges... Oh, I always remember the one. When on. did you have? When did we have rain? Why are here? I don't know the exact time, but it was sometime <laughs> in the last twenty-five years. Uh, but where there was a, a hedge on uh, on um, we- Wurzbach uh, by one of those nur- nursing homes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, have you seen it? Did you see it too? And it just it looked really nice, and they were very tall, vigorous plants. And just like you said, Milton, two or three weeks later, they yeah, it just started dying off. Yeah. And from from the excessive rain, there wasn't enough drainage there. I don't think we've uh, had that problem in the last three years. Do you? So I, I've never seen I, David so happy. Oh, really? And so I introduced them, and uh, David was ecstatic. He's getting test plants next year to put all over the place. Good deal. So I'm thinking well, we have some future Texas superstars. Maybe so. Was Is, he uh, Had he been drinking? Is I don't think so. Lynn's Legacy no. a Texas superstar? No. no. Okay. Um, it gets better. Oh man! So this this uh, gentleman's brother does all the breeding. So he is working on uh, Cecilpina pulcherum. Gesundheit. So Mexican bird of paradise oh, in, in in other colors Ooh. that bloom when they're shorter. Hmm. So like the all yellow one. Yeah. Blooming at, say, four feet instead of 12 feet. Yeah. Ooh. So that is in the near future. Uh, a bunch of different colors of that that will be winter hardy, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, that'll be interesting. Winter hardy? Wow. It gets well, pretty cold in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, winter we'll depends on what your definition. <laughs> yeah, die back to the so ground. So just like the ones we have here, die yeah. back to the ground and come back. Oh, down okay. Again. So peren- root hardy perennials. Is that am I saying that right? I, I think yeah. that's a good uh, good, good description. Good job, Milton. Thank you, thank you. Um, no, I think that's interesting on the Sinisa. <laughs> like I said, I, I guess people are because when they do bloom, they're gorgeous. And so if you can breed breed them to bloom more often, and and he the the one guy thought it was uh, strange, but not so strange. They're in Arizona and they're breeding plants for Texas. Hmm, it's kind of strange. Yeah, yeah, but well, their uh, main breeder who's passed away now uh, <laughs> used to come to Texas and get plant material. He'd visit with Paul Cox and. And Greg Who has passed and, away too. Yeah, and Greg so and I all that. About, I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, about Paul. No, no, oh. he, he's working on all the Bubbas. Oh, is he? Yes, that's great. What's he going to do with Bubba? 
Well, he's got one that he came up with patented, and it is truly Aggie-colored. Oh. oh that would make Paul happy. It's a maroon, Bubba? <laughs> it is. A, oh. It is deep maroon. Why? Uh, I, asked, <laughs> I asked him about the orange ones, Milton. Oh, oh thank you. Man. I didn't get anywhere. Stay true to your school. But they are trying. They might try to do something with A and M to sell them as a fundraiser. Oh, uh, with with a in conjunction with A and M, since it is such a uh, beautiful uh, un uh, burnt orange color. Well, you said something. Oh, ma- yes, there, you said thank something you. Magic. Oh, wow. orange. There's orange zinnias. Those beautiful oh, orange zinnias. Poor are out Calvin there. came in. He's been in. dying to say zinnia, hadn't he? What's that? <laughs> He's been dying to say zinnia yeah. since he got here. <laughs> no, he came in. He said, "Huh? How much? How much? How much time do we have? Uh, because they got, they got the orange zinnias. I need to go. I need to go." It's like, well, uh, we got like ten minutes. Oh, I'll get them later. But yeah, you need to have somebody in your on your team pick them out for him. And they did get the wrong ones. Oh, they would get the wrong they'd ones. Get the wrong ones. Oh no. Well, gosh, it's it's hard to pick the wrong ones. They're so <laughs> showy. <laughs> They, the tall and uh, firm blooms. I managed to find a, a few be, uh, this year, but uh, last year I had a whole bunch of them. And they were they just kept blooming. Every other, all the other zinnias, so, you know, would get the mildew, or just uh, you'd have to deadhead them. These guys had orange color for some reason. I guess it's a special selection. Uh, really spectacular colors, showy. And uh, took took the heat. Well, that, it'll be a test this year to see if they can take the heat for the rest of the mm. summer. All right, um, Trace. Do you have you you are in a splash zone, so you need to be careful. Taking a look at the weather, we talked about rain. Tuesday and Tuesday night are, are according to weather.gov, are only chances of rain. Twenty percent. All right. For how long? <laughs> I thought we'd gotten them over that. I thought you were gonna do your normal thing. That's what I was trying to. Work. Thank you. Yeah, you're in the splash zone there, Tracy. Historically, it happens. Yes, it does. And what? <laughs> One out of five times. It eventually rains. Oh, uh, eventually does rain. Yeah. So it looks like it's all day. Uh, oh, it says a twenty percent chance of showers and thunderstorms after one. Uh, and then 20% before 1 a.m. Uh, so it looks like between 1 p.m. and 1 a.m. is our best chance of rain. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could use it. <laughs> yeah. It'll, who who it, believes? It sure will wake up a lot of mosquitoes, though. Oh, that's, that's true. What what harm would it do for you to do, to just be a little more positive? Just I'm to, positive. <laughs> it's not going to rain. You know, I set myself Jerry, up for may, that one. Maybe all it would take is Jerry to be positive about it, and I it think, would actually no, happen. No, I left my windows down on the truck. Yeah. I've done all the stuff that... <laughs> he went through a truck wash. Yeah, through, through a truck wash. <laughs> but uh, I'm amused that, uh, <coughs> that not only can they not predict the rain, but now they can not predict the time that it's going to rain. Well, they do say after one. I imagine yeah. it's something that... Till so the 12 hours between 1 a.m. and <laughs> 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. You're being nice to them. Okay. I'm just, I'm just hoping for rain. Well, we all are. Let's see what the low is on uh, oh, low around 80 Tuesday night. So it doesn't look like it's a cool front, but we'll, we'll see. All right. Listen, we need to take a quick. Oh, but maybe it comes in. Winds are gusty one, uh, Monday night. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. How, about, how about Sunday night? 
gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Wait, 30 uh, miles per hour. All right. Yeah. What, what's the low temperature? 78? Uh, which which day? Well, any of them. I mean. Uh, <laughs> low, low seems to be about 80. It's the all low the is 79 on Thursday night. That is real depressing in the paper when you hmm. look at the extended <laughs> and it's all. Hundreds. Yeah, 104. 100. When, it, when you, they show 104, it says. Temporary cooling or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. I was trying to be optimistic same, and bring same. everybody's spirits it's, up. But you need to be optimistic. Yeah, thank you. I, I still think that's why we... I'm, can, I'm wondering. ...to all these yeah, things. Yeah, and then the uh, even the Sinisa can't make it. He can't predict rain with Jerry's pessimism. <laughs> well, this, this is Sinisa weather. Oh. You were talking about why nobody talked about them. Yeah. Oh, because so now... Oh. They died. Yeah. But, uh, I always point to the ones that were in the first San Antonio Botanical Garden, Xeriscape Garden. Your buddy Doug, Dougie Welch uh, was put that put that in. He got the biggest, prettiest Anisa you ever saw. Planted it in that thing. Died the next year. Was it rainy? Okay. Huh. And then they found out it wasn't just the rain. They found out that the drainage from the botanical garden oh, went right no. through the Xeriscape garden. <laughs> and um, that took them out. That's and, ro- and roses, too. Well, what was the building? Oh, the it was a library. Yeah. Uh, that we planted an elaborate Xeriscape <laughs> on, too. And it uh, was very nice, very attractive. Yeah. Except we the, they didn't make provision for if the rains came, <laughs> for the water to go anywhere. Uh, oh, no. So it became the uh, the library swamp instead of the library <laughs> zero escape. How long did that take them to kill those plants? Killed them the same same growing season. Yeah, all right. And so, of course, that discouraged them for a couple of years. I think, you say, think now they're back. You say, why does that happen? Well, look at where Sinisa grows natively. Between Del Rio and uh, Uvalde, uh, I mean, fur- further yeah, west, west you get, the better they survive. Yeah. Native. Ours, ours are still struggling. Ours are still there. We have we got two here. They're still doing well. So we we okay. we, we do water them though. Okay. We stop watering them. <laughs> what? What? You water them? Yeah. No. Well. With it dry as it is now, that's okay to water for the last three years. Well, if it's uh, if it's well drained, then you don't. Yeah, okay, okay. if you don't overwater them. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery sixteen zero four in Bullverde Road. Come visit us today. And uh, check out all the, uh, yeah, we just have, what, how many how many orange zinnias do we have left, Trace? Oh, man. Oh. They're gone. I think they, yeah. <laughs> you may be too late. <laughs> all right. Come check it out anyway. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210 
303-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett of Mill Burgers, Doc Hazlett as he likes to be called, uh, ready to answer your questions right now. And Michael's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Michael. how they get paid. What's that? Hey, I saw Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-O, on Google. Am I... Okay. Did you have a question there, Michael? Or nope. Okay. What right. did you see on Google? I'm not sure, but anyway. Oh, all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. All right. I don't Do you... see Calvin's name in here. You don't this see the article. What do you mean you don't see his name in the article? You don't, don't see it as a bu- as I don't a... see it. Give me that. Is <laughs> uh, under his byline. Oh yeah, that uh, Calvin Finch's picture, his lovely little picture there. Shut up, Milton. What? I'm talking about in the write-up. Oh oh oh. Okay. Well, I don't know. I thought he wrote it. <laughs> I did write it. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he didn't put his name in there though. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good article about. <laughs> that, that Karen's pretty tough. She's tougher than the previous uh, uh, people had in there. But she's right. That uh, was me. Uh, that was him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's little, but don't let that fool you. She's tough. Mm-hmm. The uh, <laughs> but uh, she's right about that. Several deal, uh, Kevin. I've noticed that uh, they've got uh, drip irrigation in here. That's that's an issue that uh, I. Had, uh, uh, that you wanted it to be in there, and they said no, didn't they? Yeah, I'm for a while. I, I'm an advocate for drip irrigation. Yeah, and there's uh, uh, folks over at Saws are not. Yeah, yeah, and I've been. Uh, me and a lot of others, horticulturists, have been uh, able to fight that off. But th- their their contention is that the drip irrigation is being uh, misused. It's been used used for uh, run every day for lawn for for lawn watering and things like that. And I I keep asking for the data. Uh, <laughs> I just I just yeah. don't I don't see that happening out there. Yeah, drip irrigation has never been a. a useful in in lawns because when they they put it on the ground and they haven't found a machine <laughs> that'll go through this rock rock hard soil of ours I've got a, to install it. I've got a neighbor that did it under the saw you know we we did it yeah years ago you, you and I were involved in some experiments and it was very I mean, trace me have been involved too where the it was not very satisfying uh, because of the <laughs> Rocks, rocky yeah. soil and ir- irregular depth and everything. Th- this this guy uh, invested enough in having enough soil, and it, it really looks good. Yeah, I, I'd be curious. I may ask him about the water use. Yeah, because uh, because uh, if he's, you know, that would be. We don't expect drip irrigation to be. Widely used on lawns, but if this, that in fact is as successful as it looks like, that might 
that might be an argument for continuing to use or even getting more efficient with it. Yeah. But the idea on, on drip irrigation is that you, you use uh, very little water. Uh, well, it's kind of kind of what is what is our, our product here at Millburgers on the drip hoses. Uh, no, no, the the tree oh, hugger uh, sprinkler. Yeah, I mean it's on, on the same line. If you use it right, the technology yeah. right, you uh, can accomplish the uh, the job and and uh, not use much water. Yeah, it's my contention that uh, if you control the flow, which you do with drip irrigation. Uh, with a tree hugger, it should be, well, it, sh- it should uh, give a, uh, it should be used as drip irrigation because the problem with drip irrigation is clogging. You know, it clogs up in our calcareous water that we have, and that's been the case with, uh, with, uh, underground systems uh-huh. of drip irrigation another uh, another issue is that you drip irrigation is kind of a long term commitment you you can't go from uh plenty of rain right. to the rain just stops for four yeah. weeks and suddenly suddenly you start the drip irrigation yeah right you have to be you have to be kind of going along and get and training those Fruit yeah, tree roots and whatever it is to yeah to take advantage of it, and then you just continue it. Uh, so because it doesn't water extremely deep, and it's 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 tough to do that. We keep talking about uh, wetting the the root ball. Yeah, it's tough to <laughs> wet oh, the root yeah. ball. Yeah, you can't with do the it. drip irrigation unless you run it con- constantly. Yeah, and, and uh, they don't. That's the whole problem with drip. Even in commercial places, they don't know how lo- how long to run her, and uh, it's underground in a lot of time, and you can't see it. So, uh, yeah, John Thomas Wildseed Farms uh, d- decided he was gonna uh, irrigate his blue bonnets out front of his place, uh, even so they were even in dry weather. They would have he'd have a pretty stand of blue bonnets. He hasn't had a good stand of blue bonnets in mm. the last three years, but uh, the, the, luckily they grow most of their seed production in Eagle Lake over around Houston. But uh, he put in a very uh, expensive underground drip irrigation system. Oh. And he, he even uh, got acidified the water to stay away from the calcium issue, and on and on and on. Ask him how he's doing with his drip irrigation now. I'd be scared to. It's gone. Oh. He doesn't use it anymore. Huh. But, and it got stopped up. Underground, gets stopped up, you got dead plant. And it makes a difference too, though, on the technology. I, I had my original system put in, a lot of years ago. Um, gosh, that never seemed to to clog. And then, you Was know, it a, tubes? after twelve or thirteen years, and I had a new system, and that was a constant. Yeah, battle with it. Well, yeah, they, the, was they, the first one a drip irrigate? I mean, was it a 
plastic holes, was it underground? No, it was above. Oh, okay, okay. Above the ground, and it was uh, uh, specified as uh, not clogging, you know, and you're, yeah, you're, you're supposed yeah. to, when you, tur- when you turned it off in the wintertime, or if you did, you were supposed to do a little draining technique, and it was relatively easy to use. It was, uh, oh, gosh. One Two trip. of our master uh, master gardeners there, so oh, okay. pro- prominent in <laughs> oh, when we have a festival of flowers. They yeah, um, they 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 had their that, that was their company, and it was it was great. I tried to talk them into to, to doing it again uh, just recently, but <laughs> they're out of the they're out of that business. Yeah. Hmm. but so. anyway, that's that was the problem with drip irrigation. That's what the advantage of. Uh, Wrap around that. Uh, e- They're gonna have. You're gonna have to change the tree, name. Tree that. hugger. It's, hug, uh, it's just yeah. hugging a tree. Uh, Jerry. Thank you, <laughs> Jerry. And I can't remember that. <laughs> but Plus anyway, the the tree hugger never yeah. stops up. Yeah. It's hard How do we know? It's, it's, it's only been going for a, a year. Well, it's got a larger orifice on there. Okay. You know, when your orifice is piddled any large, it'll give it'll uh, flow a lot, won't it, Trace? <laughs> <laughs> Trace is just hanging his no, head. No comment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty. I found the name. Uh, what? 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 For the uh, Texas New Change Texas the topic. Egg. The dwarf one. Yep. It's probably gonna be a couple of weeks. We don't have it yet. All right. Don't anybody run out here right now? Well, I do, but not for this. Yes. Uh, so the new the name of this is Microburst. Microburst. Yep. Okay. And, so, oh, and the colors are pretty, just like Sinisa. Here's the picture. Yeah, it does. It just looks like. So the only difference is really the size. Correct. Yeah, because the, the flowers look to be the same. Very cool. Tough against poor drainage. Spectacular color. Dense symmetrical shape. Now I am going to test this. Oh, are you? Well, my wife is. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we're going to take out our pittosporums. And uh, what's, what's left of them anyway? Yeah, and we're going to plant those. It'll be interesting. And his wife got all excited at the tomato program, and then Trace goes off to a, a, a <laughs> commercial program, and now he's all excited about yeah. plants. Uh, did you take her to the commercial? Oh no. Okay. Would have been just. She doesn't. She talks she, and talks to everybody. Yeah, or she just probably likes every plant. She, we need to get one of those. We need to get one of those. She talks to everybody. So okay. instead uh, of going through and just talking to the people that have new things and new ideas and you know, saying hello to people you know, she would stop at every booth, regardless <laughs> whether or not it would be something even nursery-related. Okay. That's that's so, why it's best to say when she goes to the... Uh, programs like ours where there's only one speaker. Yeah. There you go. I took her once, Milton. That was enough. That was like 20-something years ago. And okay. I will never do it again. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. More in a moment with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you're looking to add color to your yard, Millburgers is the place to go because right now, Millburgers has some terrific sales on plants that are great for summer color. All right, let's talk about the Vinca. The Cora series is on sale. This Texas superstar is absolutely gorgeous, and it's priced right to plant in mass. The 4-inch pot is normally $1.59, and it's on sale for, for $5. You'll save on one of my favorite. It's Blue Plumbago. It's beautiful blue. It's in the number one pot, and it's on sale for eight eighty-eight. The other one that I love is the Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados. You see these around town right now. The electric orange blooms are absolutely gorgeous. And right now at Millburgers in the number five pot, normally $34.99, right now on sale for $28.88. You'll find these and more when you go to Millburgers Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We'll see you there. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Welcome back to school, everyone. This is Vice Principal Smith here to go over these school zone rules. Now, parents, let's remember to stop and yield for people walking in crosswalks, obey school zone speed limits, watch for kids who may dart into the street, and please put your phone away. And again, please don't honk at me in the carpool line. We're all trying our best out here. Thank you. Be safe. Drive smart. A message from TechStot. Mike Gallagher here. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the same streets that Jesus walked in Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and the disciples. We'll float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects. We'll visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you'll always remember fondly. No other trip will be like this one. Sign up today to travel with Dennis Prager and yours truly, Mike Gallagher, to Israel. Call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. You let him try violin because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Every minute, news is breaking. Stories are being updated. Lives are being changed. Stay connected and ahead of the curve by taking us wherever you go with our mobile app through TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. This is 930 AM, The Answer.
South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. You were talking about David. Hopefully he'll call us, but he's going to be here next uh, he is. Saturday. Talking about vegetables. All right. Part one. Part one. So these are uh, into the warm, into the warm the, weather vegetables. Those tomatoes the out there that we have a, still have a wonderful selection. Yeah. yeah. Peppers are pretty good selection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw some melons out there. Hmm. Um, so... I, yeah, I just stopped by the peppers on the way in, and uh, we still got some penguins. <laughs> I uh, saw a couple peppers on some of them. I was very, yeah, t- I was yeah. very tempted to eat one. Oh, uh, I imagine well, you're that. supposed to test them. Uh, yeah, mild. but that's what sells and the your, your capacity. You can do that. That's what sells the plant, though. Is no, it's kind of hard to do. <laughs> but okay. uh, also, some of uh, uh, Ms. Nethery's Le Joe is out there. Oh, is it blooming, or is there peppers on it? I don't think so. No, no. Well, I, although they're blooming, mine are blooming. Okay. Is that right? The jewels. Yeah, and in fact, I, I got one for a container, and it was it was kind of fading and didn't look good. Yeah. So I got another one, and planted it in the same big. <laughs> of course, the first one, I guess, Took got, off. The, got the hint <laughs> and started. Looking good now, so I got yeah. two of them in there that are doing it's doing good, pretty well. It, it's a good grower uh, compared to when we had them up at uh, Wild Seeds uh, Pepper Festival, which I think no longer exists. But uh, we planted uh, a Tam Mile Two next to Miss Nethery's uh, seedling Tam Mile Two, and uh, it beat it hands down. Hmm. So, uh, Ms. Ms. Nethery was better selector, plant selector, than were the. Uh, oh, is that right? The, the Texas A and M people. So uh, that was good. I got a picture by them. And uh, so also also about that uh, uh, Nethery uh, Lajo stands for largest jalapeno on earth. I like J Lo better. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> It's I got, think most uh, most <laughs> men do. Yeah, uh, it, it's got it's got big peppers and melted. Uh huh. Just keep talking, uh. <laughs> Gabe. Keep talking. You knew I wasn't going to let that uh, go by. I I wanted to enlist you guys' help because I I just think there's somebody in my neighborhood that's really desperate for food because somebody st- stole all the uh, eggplants off of my. Off of my eggplants, and I, I don't. Well, I've never had anybody steal eggplants congratulations, before. Congratulations, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> you know, one of the yeah. Somebody well, if you had, want eggplants, how about something like peppers and tomatoes? And somebody had had pity on you. Julie it was probably a kid. Hmm. Didn't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a t- I have a tendency to let folks. You know, I always have more peppers than I'm going to use. Yeah. So what I'm sure what ha- probably happened was they, they went to harvest the excess peppers, and then they saw all these eggplants and say, "Well, <laughs> obviously he's not 
interested in those eggplants. Yeah. So. My dog wouldn't let anybody on my property, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you're okay? You're safe? Yeah, yeah I'm safe. Oh. Oh, eggplants uh, are pretty, though, uh, aren't oh, they? Uh, uh, I oh, think so. They're yeah, pretty they and purple. and they've, they've got, let me see, they've got a yellow one now, I think. Oh, okay. The fruit comes on that uh-huh. yellow. Well, they're, they're pretty uh, easy to, to grow. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, but then you the problem you got to eat them. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, our, our oh, well, you know our friend Bart, the gardener that yeah. com- com- converses with us quite often. His wife does a really nice recipe. So, Is that right? So I kind of kind of hope they had stolen them, but <laughs> no, no luck. No, because then you'd get them back yeah. in a different a yeah, cooked, in a cooked right. form. <laughs> well, the, ne- the with cheese the- and breading. <laughs> Uh, I always used to laugh at people on the children's gardens that they had at the different schools. And I said, I would tell them, I said, plant what the kids will eat and can recognize. Oh, no, these were young nutritionalists, and they were going to introduce uh, <laughs> eggplant and radishes and turnips and... Maybe even rutabaga. rutabaga. Well, radishes and turnips I can understand because it grows fast enough to keep the kids' attention. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, inevitably, you know what they ate the most or wanted the most? Peppers. Really? Peppers. Okay. That's a, uh, that's a San Antonio uh, <laughs> stable. They weren't going to take any eggplants home. For their parents to cook in their stews. Well, but they outfoxed us one time, you know, at that uh, <laughs> the big garden we had at, uh, gosh, I don't remember what that neighborhood was, but there was a great garden, and the school was right close, uh-huh. and everybody, and it was a, a bit of a revolution, because the kids didn't exactly want <laughs> all the, the the vegetables that were, yeah, right. were produced, and so they were agitating a bit then suddenly the agitation quit and uh of course the teachers were very happy you know you know oh yeah uh. your, your parents will love it and everything uh, so at the end of the day we uh, uh headed out the uh, master gardener volunteers and i and there on the corner on the corners were the waste paper baskets the big oh, street baskets no. and they were stacked in artistic with uh, with all uh, all those vegetables that nobody the kids didn't want and uh yeah oh gosh it was hysterical <laughs> you should have I, taken a picture yeah yeah but they uh, all the other other teachers that are we're going to make them eat more nutritious stuff i said yeah you're not going to make them eat anything they're going to eat those peppers <laughs> someplace we do have pictures of that <laughs> so on a lighter note Bill, yes we actually do have some cool other vegetables in stock oh really yeah i saw uh, kale out there right yeah, uh, i saw two or three things i can't remember which ones they were i was walking, yeah. by, I was walking what by are they complete with air conditioning or what uh, <laughs> they're performing well in a four and a half inch pot in the sun yeah so a little pea pot no but in a four and a half inch they're taking it though that hmm. that kale will tolerate heat but uh, for those who eat it, uh, it's going to be tougher in, oh, okay. in the hot weather. Same way with broccoli. Uh, I don't even know. Are they selling broccoli yet? I think that's out there, too. Okay. There was a leaf that looked like it, so it was either broccoli or 
Cauliflower. Well, people yeah, won't. Yeah, we'll have to start t- t- talking about it, writing about it in <laughs> September. When is, what is, are we halfway? We're not quite halfway through not the month yet. Close. People won't. Yeah, people won't. Uh, it'll live. Oh. But, but people won't uh, want it for Thanksgiving. Hey, we got David to call, so we'll, we'll close out the hour with David. Hang on. Uh, hang up on it. I can't. Oh. I don't have that power. Oh, okay. David Rodriguez is on the line with us. Hey there, David. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I heard that. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we yeah, doing today? I know. He, he doesn't seem to realize that that mic kind of, uh, you can hear what he says about you. Uh, <laughs> I just blank. No, I'm doing good. Very, very hot. Welcome yeah. to Saturday in August. Hey, um, talk a little bit about what you're going to be talking about next Saturday here at Millburn. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you, Milton. I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, so we'll be there next Saturday at the beautiful Millburgers Landscape Nursery on 1604 and <laughs> Bull And we'll be kicking off our uh, fall lecture series. And uh, we'll be talking uh, starting at 10, um, um, bring a notebook and a pen, questions. And it'll be on uh, fall vegetable gardening part one, uh, warm season vegetables. So we'll be covering uh, tomatoes, peppers, eggplant. Cucumber, squash, zucchini, all the major warm weather vegetables and some of the guidelines with this extreme heat. Hopefully by next week and going into September, it'll start tapering a little bit, we hope, of the importance of uh, getting a jump start and getting going, going forward uh, with your warm weather crops. And then uh, I think the third week in September, then we'll do part two, which will be transitioning into cool weather crops. So. You know, we can grow a heck of a lot more uh, vegetables in the fall time uh, than in the spring. But, you know, with this heat, we'll talk about drip irrigation, the importance of bed preparation, nutrition, uh, proper plant selection, spacing, weeding, etc. So it'll be a lot of fun next Saturday uh, starting at 10 a.m. It's free, so come mm-hmm. on early. Yeah, and no reservations needed, no, just, just show up and yes, show sir. up and enjoy. You're going to put it in the amphitheater? Uh, yes. uh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Yes, sir. Yeah, what what uh, what area is this uh, talk geared to? It says warm weather vegetables. Yeah, all the warm weather crops. You know, are, they, tomatoes, are these peppers. also adapted to hot as hell weather? <laughs> well, you know, if we, <laughs> you can just m- move on, David. We just ignore them with well, proper maintenance. The, the key is. Of course, all these years with uh, you and Calvin is uh, extension recommended varieties is the key. Uh, good grower, a great nursery like Millburgers, but you know acclimated, hardened off plants, and they do a great yep. job there. Millburgers doing that, but drip irrigation, mudding them in, proper watering, mulching, et cetera, et cetera. I will cover all that. You know, as long as they stay up on the watering, I think some of these will get get us into September. Okay. Can yeah. I? Can I ask a question uh, on, a, on a little different topic? But are, are we having a, a youth garden this fall at the yeah, Botanical yep. Gardens? The Children's Vegetable Garden Program at the beautiful Phantom Botanical Garden. I believe they are taking registration or almost filled up. And they start uh, the last Saturday, I believe, of August. And then the Phil Harberger Tuesday uh, Homeschool uh, Program is filled already. So them two are, are, are underway there. And then uh, we do the fall uh, Youth Gardens Educator Education Training that's hosted 
um, at the San Antonio Botanical Garden as well in the fall. So, yeah, we're in great shape. Thank you, Calvin. Good. We want, yeah, we want uh, uh, parents to uh, take advantage of that. Uh, There's been a lot of research that indicates kids that uh, learn how to garden, uh, do better in school, do better as citizens, have more fun. Uh, And our our programs here in San Antonio, with the cooperation of all our nurseries and our volunteer organizations are really pretty outstanding. Correct. And, uh, Long-lasting traditions. Especially yeah. the master gardeners. Yeah. Are you consulting on both of those, David? I hope. I uh, uh, sure am. Yes, sir. They follow okay. the, the guidelines. And, uh, you know, Dr. Parsons said a comment about it's uh, hot as double L, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, what, I, what I've been recommending is, is similar uh, as early as July or even now, um, what we do in February, because everybody says with the rodeo tomato, well, can I plant these now, or is it we're going to get a freeze? <laughs> and we're kind of in that same direction, but the opposite end of the temperature. So I've been telling folks to consider potting them up and uh, keep a watchful eye on them, and then you know, maybe September 1, once they size up a little bit, a good, healthy, big plant, uh, well-fertilized and all that, staked up, you know, it's Get them going, or purchase those bigger specimens that I'm sure Trey Is that has tomatoes. You saw? Yes, sir. Yeah, tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Just like in the fall, in the you know, it's yeah. the winter. You're you're potting them up, letting them grow until it gets warm enough. Here you're yeah, well, you're, you're got, letting you them grow it. until it gets cool. Where you use and we have all that archive. Yeah, plantanswers.com under rodeo tomatoes. Kind of yeah. follow those guidelines. <laughs> also, uh, you want to, like I said. Uh, if you don't believe that'll work, uh, Trace always buys the extra uh, rodeo to my, uh, rodeo plants that y'all don't happen to use over at the yeah. rodeo. And uh, those things, amazingly, how big they get. Uh, biggest bar- biggest broccoli that I've ever seen grown. Yeah, oh, grown yeah. In a gallon container. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and they head up. It's amazing that oh, at the yeah. rodeo we have big broccoli and cauliflower. <laughs> well, you know the thing that lasts forever is that kale. I can't understand yeah. that. Oh, yeah. it just yeah. you got well, all you need is one plant. Yeah, yeah all you need is one plant. So talking about rodeo tomatoes, Thunderbirds. What kind of results have y'all had or or have been hearing about it? Mixed. Yeah. But it, okay. I, it may, it may, some of the results make uh, suspicious that uh-huh. it's going to do all right because we get get some gardeners oh. that have had great luck with it. And, yeah. Uh, others, where you know where the spider mites got involved. Yeah. David, we we got to run to the news. You want to hang on a second, or do you need to go? It's okay well, either way. We'll see everybody next Saturday. See you next Saturday, David. Bye bye. All right. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment with more of Millburgers Garden South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Ma'am, did you have a question? Will you come on the air with us? Sure. Okay. I'm going to... Uh-oh. Oh, I get included. Yay. All right. Well, here, you grab the mic. I'm going to give Trace my mic. 
And here you go, Trace. And you're on the air. What's going on? Something is killing my plumeria, and I've tried five different things from five different people, and nothing seems to stop it. Scale. It's it scale or mealy bugs? Somebody told me it was mealy bugs. It looks like mealies to me, but there's a scale called cotton cushion, but it, I don't think it'd be. But it's that really prolific. bad, and I've sprayed at least five different things on it. What have you sprayed? I'm sorry. What what I have you sprayed? Well, I've got something here. Okay. I don't know the name of it. I got something at Home Depot. I got something at two garden centers in Corpus Christi, and um, you know. Did you did you get horticultural oil here or what? It was uh, something a lady up there told me. I, I brought it in. Systemic. It's so, not going to be fast. It's not going to be fast. Is that what you were going to say? It, well, it's, yeah, it's not going to be fast. But five different applications should have solved something. Uh, it's got to be systemic. But as bad as that leaf is, before I would even start to spray, I would take the leaf off. There you go. Well, I took about. 10 of those off uh-huh. of one stalk. So are you saying I need to take... I would On a plumeria, I would take off every leaf that had a bug on it and I'd spray... And then spray the leaves the that are that, left. Right. And then uh, there are some systemics that you can put in the soil that the plant would suck up and stop a problem from reoccurring. And do they have that here? Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, what do have, I, So to, what do I ask for? I'll go up there with you oh, in a second. Oh, okay. The, uh, are these contaminated leaves up all up and down the stem? Mm-hmm. All up the... Yes, all the way the, I the, took about 10 of just like that off of one one plant this morning. Okay, you need to take them all off. Well, I did off of two of the... What? <laughs> two of them. That's good. What... Uh, what kind of container are they in? They're just in pots with potting soil outside, and we keep them in the greenhouse in the winter. Okay. So this has been developing over a long period of time. And it started in our greenhouse. We've never had this before. It started about two years ago, and it also happened to all the ones we moved down to Corpus. Yeah. And uh, Okay. The, the deal is <laughs> uh, a grower ta- talked talk taught us this. These bugs, they're not only on the leaves that you can see, but they're also on the bottom of the containers mm-hmm. and on the neck, necks of the container. Okay. So uh, if you can, <laughs> uh, put them in a new, cont- uh, fresh container. Are they big pots? We have, well, we have quite a few, and some of them are real big. Okay. We have quite a few. Well... Uh, then if you're spraying with a contact, spray the bottom of the pots if you can. Okay. Just lean it over one way, spray the bottom, lean it over the other way, spray the bottom. But do you think it's mealy or what? It's mealy. Okay, mealy bugs. Well, that's what I was told. Okay. So. Okay. You need to know the name? Of what they are? No, <laughs> yeah. I just... No, you just say no. No. It's safe. It's that no, way. No, I don't. I wouldn't remember. Uh, Fred. Fred's the name. He was. He was oh, setting you up. Oh, your name. Well, no. no. Oh, Fred is the name of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's that name. <laughs> that was, that's good though, because he quite often forgets his name. Uh, well, <laughs> I know oh, how that man. goes. So you'll just tell me what I need. 
All right, cool. Okay. You want to come on the air with us? Appreciate it. Okay, cool. Well, I'm Thank glad you. Thank you for nice. waiting. Thanks for coming in to the two story. Fred. All right, you're on the air, and uh, <laughs> you, you can even sit down if you like. Oh, okay. All Thanks. right, what, what you got there? Well, so. we got a black cherry escarpment that we planted like over 20 years ago, and I've noticed it looks like basically all the leaves are dying on it and falling off. That, what that, cherry is it? What black is it? cherry escarpment. Yeah, it's a dry. You give you water. Well, when when I noticed that it was yeah. turning brown, I've watered it a couple different times. Yeah, it's one dry. of the ones at the bottom. The deer have a couple years ago really did a oh, yeah. number on it. But is it like salvageable? I guess if I just water it some more. I mean, I think you. I think it will come. Okay. It's just yeah. It's not going to be an immediate re- reaction. Right. But yeah, it's, dry. You, it's got leaves all the way to the top. You yeah. might you, you might be best just letting it. Oh, did you put it at like mm-hmm. the, at the base? Uh, just let let the holes run out there in the drip okay. line. I've, I've got one of those things that you put in the ground and it'll so it waters underneath uh-huh. the ground. Is that better than letting? The no, no, doesn't doesn't matter. I just use a hose and let it sit out there. But just be patient with it because it's if it's a typical soil around here, and with this kind of weather we've had there's probably no moisture right under there so. okay but i think i think they're pretty tough and they're used to dealing with drought so <laughs> okay it's pretty it's a large tree or yeah. what is it now yeah it's i don't know 30 feet tall oh good lord yes okay yeah we, like i said we planted it over 20 years ago yeah so okay yeah. well it, it generally loses its leaves early oh really okay that, uh, that never chair noticed does it yeah okay Okay, well, good. That was concerned. One final question. We mulched up a lot of, because uh, we had a bunch of cedars we lost during the ice storm. Yeah. And spread it over them. And my wife said she heard something about that the cedar mulch can sometimes take some of the nutrients out of the ground. No. No? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect. Tell her no. 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 Mulch can be a complex. After she comes down got, from the tree. Where you, she was cutting the lamb. Yeah, if you got dry dry soil and you put mulch on it, mm-hmm. it stays dry. Mm-hmm. But of course, if you got moist soil, or you got regular moisture coming, right. then the mulch is, makes it more efficient. So, okay. so it's in a long in the short term, you can, it can be a challenge mm-hmm. to the situation you have. But in the long term, it's desirable. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for coming on the air with us. All right. 210-308-8867, the number to call. 210-308-8867. If you come by, yeah, even though we're not on the porch, we're inside. I don't, don't, don't flick that at me. I don't want no I'm mealy. I'm not doing anything. You're going to do something. Put that, <laughs> put that away. I got, no, I got, I got enough this problems. Is, this is sad, Melissa. I got enough problems. Uh, somehow I'm going to have to go. If for some reason he thinks hey, I'm going to give me that. Flop these. <laughs> yeah. I'm moving them over here where it's safe. <laughs> I'm going to come back next week and say I had to go to the doctor. That I had hurts me, Bill. I had mealy bugs. I had you to, don't trust me. Uh huh. Yeah. You trust me to do something. Uh huh. <laughs> That's pretty serious infection. Yeah, oh man. yeah. So. Yeah. We have that. And it's always in the fall on hibiscus and citrus. And, uh, I mean, we used to spray everything we could find to get those mealy bugs off. But uh, then Paul uh, over at Peterson said, they're on the bottom of the pots. Yeah. 
under uh, so then on they were in five gallon and we could uh we took them took them out of their, those pots put them in new pots and sprayed them of course I, before we put them in their new pots got rid of them within a month huh. but before that we were taking every leaf off that was contaminated every limb off that was contaminated see she, she said her, her started in the greenhouse and then well, they moved out it and just seems sp- like spread to everything well, this, yeah. is not a, this is not a two day spread here oh no uh, that started serious. in the greenhouse so <laughs> She was she was excited about oh. put, taking those few leaves off. We used to take every leaf off the citrus and uh, hibiscus that those things were yeah. on. I was thinking too that she must not have been used to, used to piling up the the stalks like the yeah, yeah. gardeners do and then yeah. replanting them in the <laughs> spring. Yeah. But once that I, I, I hope that uh, that insecticide works. But we we tried everything, legal and illegal, and we could not get those alpha in the greenhouse. So either we had to throw away the plant or completely defoliate it and change pots before we could get rid of them. And they always showed up in the fall for some reason. So does this, what do you do with this? Just throw it away? The same. You burn it? I don't know, it's got... It's got yucky black liquid oozing out of it. And I don't know. It's, I don't I, think I, I'm going to catch anything necessarily. Trey, Trey saw it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Trey yeah. saw oh, it. Okay, I was thought he would get a little <laughs> unhappy with it. Well, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, We're wondering what to do with the mealybugs. I think I may have some now. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry flicked some on me. I'm feeling mealybuggish. Do you, have, some, do you have something I can spray? I would give him a closer Just look. Just a shower. <laughs> okay, uh, and how do we get how do we get rid of this? Uh, uh, you put it in a trash can. Okay, I didn't know. I don't want it to spread. You know. No, you gotta. Well, put, it in, gonna, your, put in your pocket. No, get, get it away from me. They're not gonna fly around or anything. Okay, it's not like spider mites or not, not in not in indoors. Or white flies yeah. or <laughs> uh, white flies. It wouldn't have. It'd have been going right back out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the last thing I need around here. Yeah, that's what Jerry. I think we had someone that brought in something that had white flies on it. And Jerry was like, "Do not." Get, just get that out of here. Go. <laughs> I'll answer the question, but take that out. Spider mites. Oh, same thing? Well, we Yeah. They're easy to leave around. They're the same way. Hmm. Some things, some things you, you just don't fight with insecticides. Okay. Because <laughs> that, that, those things, mealybugs, have a waxy coating on them. On top of them, on top of the, uh, so the, the sort of scale, doesn't penetrate. Yeah, it doesn't penetrate, and uh, then then those hiding on the bottom of the pot, they never get sprayed. Well, yeah. people can't figure that that population would be on the bottom of the pot, and especially her hers. I bet when she turns that old pot or tilts it up, she's gonna see see them on there. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we still have plumeria, by the way? You yes, have some nice. We, we have some nice ones. Yeah, different colors than normal. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's, they're out there. Cool. Look, look, what do you What do you like the best? Is there an orange? Uh, no, not really. Oh man, except for zinnias is our only hope. I think the rainbow is probably 
Uh, That's or pretty the purple. cool. I think there's both of those. Are items. they blooming right now, or no. pretty much when they bloom, they get sold? The, the, the day they go into bloom. Yeah, they, they get sold. sold. Okay. Were you able to help her? Uh, yes. We ended up with uh, a concentrate because she didn't like the sprayers. She's, she's your own sprayer. We're using a, <laughs> uh, a middle of corporate with, uh, I think it's bifenthrin. So yeah, it's contact as well as systemic. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, I convinced her to take off every leaf. Oh. There you go. And uh, then she's going to spray to prevent the reinfestation. Once she knows there's no problem, then she's going to go with the middle of corporate, either the drench or the granules, to prevent a problem from happening. Okay. Yep. That's that, cool. that, that elaborate process, yeah, it will probably convince her there's much easier plants to grow than... <laughs> you know, that, it, it sounds to me like she's got more plumeria than I do, which... Uh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's a lot of plumeria. Yeah. yeah, come on in. Did you did you have a question? Yes. Can we ask it on the air? Uh, come on, it'd be easy. What's that? Well, come on, come on the air with us. Here, grab Trace. You give him the mic. I'll give you mine, and then yes, sir. You're on the air. What can we do for you? Okay, we're looking. Uh, I'm looking for a uh, shrub called manzanita. Manzanita. The manzanita. Yeah. I, I don't remember the uh, the uh, typical name, but it's a manzanita. It's a shrub, and it grows about uh, about four feet. And it's airy? Yes. Uh-huh. And it, it uh, blooms a, a pink flower. It's a native plant. It's you know. got a fruit that turns into a fruit, the flower? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red I berry. Yeah, I can't... I, uh, but I've I seen, I've seen it in the, the bird watching name. trips in Mexico. It's attracted to uh, butterflies and, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, verse. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't. I've never seen it on the market here. No. Okay. That, Down there, I'm from the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. Yes, and well, I, uh, I have a nursery and business. Well, it says it's a little apple. Uh huh. Um, this is my related to a madrone business. It's related to Madrone? It's related to Madrone, which I think we get too cold for here. It's a, yeah. it's a small tree, right? It's a, it's a hardy plant out there. In the Rio Grande the Valley? Fish, on the Rio Grande Valley when well, we, uh, in 21. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't froze. Every, everything else froze. Yeah. I lost every, every plant that I had. Oh, no. For a million dollars. What about the... Uh, those uh, oh, wholesale, oh, those Arizona wholesale. Go in there and, and pick their brain. <laughs> okay. Hmm. That's weird. Well, the trunk looks like a madrone. Yeah. Got that that reddish hue to the, the bark. Where'd you get the original plants? Did you dig them up? Down in the valley. Huh. The Rio Grande Valley. Down in the Rio Grande Valley. Okay. Yeah, because it's a native plant. You you can dig it out on the brush. Oh, okay. There, yeah, yeah. You want to brush searchers? Searchers, yes. huh? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> there in the Rio Grande Valley, we have a lot of brush around there. Yeah. You know, uh, Rio Grande City, uh, San Isidro, Herbertville, all those areas is all wooded, and that's where they dig mesquite, retama, huizache. You know, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Trace. Have you ever? It's related to a madrone, and it's like a little apple. Oh. That I got from it. 
Yeah, and I was trying, I was trying to remember where I saw it. Have you eaten, it have you eaten fruit? I mean, yes. are yes, you I mad? haven't eaten that. It's a little, like a little berry. It yeah. doesn't go big. It's just like a berry. Well, okay. let's... Uh, okay. But, we'll, but what we'll uh, mention it to our audience. All right, yeah. And if they... Uh, they generally, somebody out there has had this experience yeah, with us, okay. and they'll give us I a give call. I my card there, so uh, there's my phone, so okay, thank, thank you very much, guys. Okay? Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll see what some folks say. Let's talk to Richard real quick at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, Wait, South Texas. You're all near. Oh, what's that? Oh, I was saying we we got their card. If yeah, we get true. a call, we'll we'll, we'll oh, call okay. you. All right, okay. good. Thanks, man. What's going hey. on, Richard? How can we help you? Hey, it's Richard from the Cactus Club. Oh, okay. How are you guys? Good. How are you guys? How are things hey, with you? I'm good. Trying to survive the heat. Even the cactus are burning up. Hmm. <laughs> I called about the muley bugs that. You know, they're always on the hibiscus plants. Right. And so we we feed them to our tortoise. And so I can't treat them with any chemicals. So I've been using Dawn dish soap. And I, I have it, I have them in like four-gallon pots. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll set the pot in a five-gallon bucket full of the soapy water. And let them soak that up because, like you said, they're in the pot, they're in the yeah. roots. Yeah. And uh, then I'll spray the plant down with the soapy water, and that's been working really good. Oh, good. I, I never thought about doing that. But, yeah, uh, I'll, just, I'll just let it sit in there for about 30 minutes, and it'll soak it all up into the roots, and that's helped knock them down a lot. <laughs> yeah, might might do it. Uh, so do you? So, uh, soap is good for yeah. a lot of insects. It just makes I, I I can't help but I see this vision of him in the shower with the, oh. the, the hibiscus <laughs> plant and the and the mealy bugs. And he's using Dawn. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, and, Richard. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. That's a I good appreciate tip. It. Thank yeah. you. Richard, are you familiar with Manzanita? Did I pronounce that right, Trace? I think so. Manzanita? Yes. Oh, you are? The Manzanita? Yeah, it has a little fruit on it, like a little apple type thing? Yes. Tell us about it. Can, where do you well, grow it? I, Is it? I, I, don't, I don't know that it's... If they're even edible. Oh, yeah. This guy they, looked pretty they are, healthy. <laughs> they are edible? Yeah. He, he said he, 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 he said he's he, eaten them before. Yeah, and made uh, desserts out of them. So what, what was, I was hearing it, but I'm out in the country, so I was breaking up. What was he saying about them? Uh, he, he, he was, was looking for them. Yeah, he was looking for them. Said they didn't freeze. He's from the Rio Grande Valley, and he said oh, they yeah. didn't freeze uh, at twenty-one. Wow! And said they're That's... they're a brush plant. In other words, they're growing out in the brush. I, ma- I imagine uh, what's happened is if, if the fruit's like a little apple, the birds are probably disseminating through the hmm. brush land. Yeah. 
So he goes, he goes out there and digs them out of the brush. Wow. Because I've never seen them for sale. Yeah, right. That's what his problem was. All right. Well, thanks, Richard. Thanks for calling right. the tip. Take it easy. Stay you, cool. All right. Yeah, you guys too. Bye. Thanks, man. All right. 210-308-8867. But here's another number for you to know if you've got pest problems. That's 210-656-3721. I'll give you the number again in a minute, but that's for Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. If you're looking for a pest control company that's going to come in, find out what the problem is, you probably know what the problem is. They're probably You've seen the problem crawling around on the cabinets, crawling around on the floor. You've heard it in the attic. So you know what the problem is. The question is, one, how to get rid of it. And then the second question is, is, and this is where Spider-Man excels, how to keep it out of the house. Uh, so Spider-Man has been doing this since 1976, and he looks at things holistically. So how does what is the problem, what to treat with? He's going to talk with you about it uh, and uh, go over all the different options. And then he's going to say, okay, but we've also noticed that this is what's causing it. So we want to do this as well as part of the plan. So give him a call, and that's why he's been so successful since 1976. It's Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest control on the web at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com, and I promised you the number 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. We are going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Our number 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas after this on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett, and uh, your calls when you call us at 210-308-8867. That was nice of Richard uh, to give us those tips. We've got smart listeners who listen to this show. Uh, and then we uh, are still looking for maybe more information. Or are we satisfied with our information on um, what was the plant? I think Lons we're satisfied. Are we satisfied? Okay. It's a brush plant. It's okay. And uh, if we could t- told that previous caller that it is edible. Okay. Well, At least you, that lady, that guy said that. Yeah, he said it was edible. I would uh, uh, feed it to some health, help before you start making desserts out of it. Again, the opinions of Dr. Parsons are purely <laughs> what? as own. What? What? And don't rec- recognize You don't want to eat burgers, poisonous. K- K-O-U-P. Yeah, but you probably don't want to give it to somebody that works for you either. So, just saying. Oh, okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, so uh, we we have which, yes sir. Oh, I was just gonna say he's he's our test subject. Yeah, did you want one? Who can have the? Yeah. Okay. Oh, what happened there, Calvin? That, that's weird. Yeah, his his microphone just dropped. If you had a large <laughs> boom, the, he wasn't uh, anywhere near it. It was a ghost. I uh, I was looking at all the sale items, and the neat thing about these sale items is that they're good through Monday. August 28th, quite a, quite a while. And the neat thing about it is, uh, Vinca Cora series of Vinca or Periwinkle are on sale 
four for five dollars. Four inch pot regularly a dollar fifty nine. There's one correction since, oh. since the time you printed this. On Tuesdays, none of it's on sale. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. Are you discriminating against the old people? No, but no, our he's... computer doesn't either, and it double <laughs> it double dips everything. Oh. So, well, that'd be great for the old people. Sure, I don't, but I don't like selling things below cost. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some of you may say, "Well, so Wednesday through Monday, yeah, these are the sale items." Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, people may say, "Well, that this Vinca the." The deer don't prefer it. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I won't Why have... are you hedging? <laughs> uh, they used but, to say deer wouldn't touch it. They don't go near it. They... The, that's what I, I was getting ready to say. But uh, Hang on, Ed. That person, remember a long time ago that a person called in and said, they ate my vinca. Mm-hmm. I need for that person to call back. Okay. Because that's the only report that we've ever had that, Deer ate vinca. Well, maybe that's the uh, uh, that plant that uh, somebody identified as a lantana that doesn't bloom. Yeah, 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 could be. Hey, we got Ed on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Ed. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Pretty good. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, yeah, what, what's going on? I've got a book on propagation that doesn't give a lot of details on the plant except for how to propagate it. But a manzanita is also called a bearberry. Hmm. If that rings a bell with anybody. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm looking that up. So, I mean, oh, the bearberry bee- plant, okay. Bearberry like the, the bear. uh, grizzly bear? <laughs> yes. Huh. Wonder where, wonder where they got that name. I don't know. I can give you the scientific name. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they do have black bears down there. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that uh, bears have crossed from Mexico into the Rio Grande Valley periodically for some reason. But I remember hearing that. Uh, so maybe that's where they got the name bear. Yeah, it bear. says it has a little berry fruit on it. Is that right? Yeah. Pink flowers, dark green leaves. Does that sound like what he was showing us? Yeah, that's what the guy was saying. Okay. But anyway, thank you for calling in. That's interesting. So, Ed, uh, what are you doing? Are you growing anything special? No, to tell you the truth, uh, it's so hot and dry that I'm having a hard time keeping everything alive, even in... Uh, I have a lot of my plants sitting in saucers, and I can water them and and uh, let them sit in water. And usually, I have to water them every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Welcome to the matter. club. <laughs> That's uh, you know, we talked about that many moons ago uh, because we used to recommend don't put them in saucers, but in weather like this. <laughs> Well, they're drying out every day. Uh, that's not a bad idea, no. but uh, you won't won't rot the roots in a in a hot, dry weather like we're having for the last three years. Well, it's well, good I, to hear you from you again. I have a lot of my plants in saucers, uh, and uh, not necessarily 
uh, year round, but uh, every summer, even when it's not real hot, it's just that you have to be a little bit more careful when you water them. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times if you let the pot dry out, that's the only way you can get it wet again. And there you go. You're right. In something You're right. Because the water won't soak in unless it's, you know, being exposed. Soaked in. <laughs> length of time. Yeah, that's, for, that's very true. Uh, also, you're probably overlooking the birds and the animals love to drink out of those saucers. Oh, yeah. When they're so uh, desperate. Squirrels. I have some real indestructible saucers, but I yeah. also have some that are, you know, this little cheap plastic, plastic yeah. ones that you get. In, and a lot of times the animals will break those yeah. uh, just trying to get a drink. They get excited. Well, they it's get, better than dying of thirst. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know the you know the old joke about the it's so dry the uh, trees are whistling for the dogs. Uh. <laughs> well, we're, we're past that. I mean, yeah, when I, the dogs don't even <laughs> they don't I, I, even I've make a spot. Pair that are dying. So what? I have prickly pear that are dying. Now, oh no. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's pretty dry, you know. <laughs> Yeah, when when cactus dry, dies, uh, my we came over to Melberger's nursery, my uh, son's girlfriend, and uh, she got a cactus along with uh, esperanza and all the great plants. And uh, right now, of course, they didn't water Calvin, and now right now they're sitting on my patio with dead leaves on them. Hmm. And I was going to bring that up. Uh, if you have had that, if you had that situation and you still got a few, a little green leaf action on the top branches, you can cut those back now and rebloom them for spring. Well, and Ed brought up a good point too. You, uh, you want to get that uh, root ball yeah, soaked again, absolutely. And then, then you uh, those plants like cactus that yeah. generally won't die with from dry, <laughs> they won't if you let them yeah. water once in a while and when the top dries. So yeah, it's a it's a you got to follow kind of a reasonable strategy. Yeah, we tell people the only way to kill cactus is overwatering. Uh, people, people say, I got cactus in my yard. You know, moved into an mm-hmm. area that had cactus in it and built a house. And uh, we tell them the only way to, uh, that's from Claude. What if Claude's still alive? Claude called Jerry. <laughs> but anyway, we said, and he came up with, he came up with this too, is, only way to get rid of cactus out of your landscape is over water. I bet they could get one of those hugger things, hmm. tree huggers, and put a hug it around a cactus and and let it run real slow, and that'd kill that cactus. Right over water. Yeah. Hmm. This would be a good time to do that, too. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Talk to you yes, soon. Sir.
Thank you. All right, that free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Well, the tree hugger is generally recommended to keep your uh, <laughs> trees and plants and newly established uh, or uh, recently. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep them alive. The tree hugger sprinkler is a great product. Go to treehuggersprinklers.com. We've got them at Millburgers in all three sizes and HEB. Uh, and uh, what it is is, so we were talking about it earlier, it's a hard plastic Think of it as a donut in 7, 11, and 15 inch. And it's got a little hinge on the side. And you can open it up and then close it or hug it around the tree. Yeah, and then you just turn the water on a little bit to water that root ball and get it all wet. <laughs> okay. Your, your tree hugger sounds funny. <laughs> or you can water it You can turn it on higher and water away from the drip line. I still that say, was pretty good. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. <laughs> it always sounds like he's got ducks in his, his yard. Quit uh, but yeah, the tree hugger sprinkler, there's videos showing it. Uh, do you still have yours on plantanswers.com? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they've got them on the tree hugger site as well. Uh, so check it out. And it's a great tool to have in your arsenal, especially with what's going on now, to efficiently and effectively water. I use mine uh, to do a number of things, including water the yard, including uh, water the uh, my uh, Belinda's Rose. tree. Yeah. The rose and some other plants. Um, you said it responded to that water, right? Instantly. <laughs> almost instantly. Like next day. It's like, duh, why didn't I think of this? So check it out at treehuggersprinklers.com and right here at Millburgers. Okay, we'll take a quick break and come back with more of Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you're looking to add color to your yard, Millburgers is the place to go because right now, Millburgers has some terrific sales on plants that are great for summer color. All right, let's talk about the Vinca. The Cora series is on sale. This Texas superstar is absolutely gorgeous, and it's priced right to plant in mass. The four-inch pot is normally $1.59, and it's on sale four for $5. You'll save on one of my favorites, Blue Plumbago. It's beautiful blue. It's in the number one pot and it's on sale for $8.88. The other one that I love is the Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados. You see these around town right now. The electric orange blooms are absolutely gorgeous. And right now at Millburgers in the number five pot, normally $34.99, right now on sale for $28.88. You'll find these and more when you go to Millburgers Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We'll see you there. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround San Antonio right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround San Antonio today. I was invited to a party and I drank a few glasses of wine. I take off 
The next thing you know, I see two pairs of lights behind me. They arrest me. Now I have an ignition interlock system in my car and I have to blow in it every day just to turn my car on. It's embarrassing. When my son sees it, I hear him in the back seat. Daddy, what are you blowing in? My name is Eric Guerra. I had just a few glasses of wine, eight months out, and I'm still dealing with the consequences of it. Sponsored by TechStot. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Talk to your doctor about creating a plan that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. The world is constantly changing, but your home for San Antonio's most trusted names in conservative talk is still the same. Listen live on Alexa with our mobile app or through TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. San Antonio, any old place I call my home, I gotta go. I got Texas in my soul. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett of Milberger's, and we're ready to talk gardening with you still. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, the point I was trying to make while ago when y'all derailed my thoughts oh dear which doesn't take much uh <clears throat> but this vinca periwinkle a lot of people especially in the deer deer areas uh where they've they've probably ravaged everything in your landscape except for uh you know trying to get water and everything except for the vinca periwinkle the, uh, and they come in every color. I mean, we got every color out here. But they're, uh, you plant them, uh, people say, well, I won't have time to really enjoy them. I said, oh, no, you will. Because they are great at Halloween with pumpkins. Put out, you plant the finca periwinkle. Yeah. They're full bloom, and then you oh, the, okay. intersperse some pumpkins in there with them. It's really Halloweeny, and of course Halloweeny. Get that minute. Yeah, we 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 understand. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they've got different color schemes that you can go with your pumpkin. Are we going to be able to get pumpkins, Trace? You think? Yes, I'm more worried about hay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. This drought, hay may be a problem. Oh, hay is a problem. Hey, okay. Uh, but uh, you I, I should be getting hay at the end of this month, and we can't find any. Hmm. Uh-oh. So if you got some hay out there, small square bales. We need to make the kids maize. Yeah, there you go. You want them to call you? if they? Yes, please. Uh. Here's here the nursery. <laughs> and... Uh, Anyway, You're back at Millburgers, give Trace a call. <laughs> this Vinca Cora series periwinkle, like I said, come in every color, and Trace uh, has them four for five dollars. So you can really, they're in four and a half inch. So uh, let's see, Halloween's October, right? And, October thirty first. Yeah. Yeah, this year. So you've got <laughs> how many months? What? You got about them uh, two and a half. Okay. So they're they're in four inch pots, and so um, 
Well, go ahead and water, uh, pre-irrigate your bed that you're going to plant them in, and then uh, get you about a bunch of these uh, sale for four, four for five dollars. That's a good price. What, Regu- what they're about, regularly a dollar fifty-nine. What about if you want orange zinnias along with your pumpkins rather than it's the second time red? Tracy. Number two. It is two. If you're keeping score. Yeah, you know, we, we saw that zinnias are on the deer-resistant list. Hmm. Now, you know Forrest Appleton wouldn't have put that on there unless it was some validity to it. Yeah, if you put, a, if you, uh, put them in uh, some kind of a display, uh, oh, like on the porch or ledge with pumpkins, yeah. Yeah. the deer, deer probably would not be a problem. Yeah. And uh, leave a little peephole out there so you can get your barrel, gun barrel out there. But uh, that sale for for five dollars is only only good is not good on Tuesday, right? Right. Correct. So what are when? they on Tuesday? Dollar fifty nine. Oh, okay. Dollar fifty nine. Okay. So and if you're a senior. They'd be ten percent off. There you go. Oh, okay. Ten percent off for seniors mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Okay, and uh, they'll they'll be putting on a show by uh, Halloween. Even if you can't find pumpkins, hmm. it'll have. Uh, we'll have pumpkins. It's the hay we hay uh, we're we're telling people to call Trace here yeah, at Millburgers. Yeah, looking for hay in all the wrong places. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the the pumpkins usually come from the uh, Panhandle up up north. Amarillo. Amarillo. They have to harvest them in the morning. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. Harvest pumpkins by morning uh, <laughs> up in Amarillo. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, it sounds like we'll be able to get some pumpkins. I love those little ones. Last yeah, year, everybody has got some real little the ones. Kid, so the kids. The kids love yeah, the little ones. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> you see, parents are after a medium-sized pumpkin, you mm-hmm. know, carving, whatever. And when those kids see those little pumpkins, which is really a squash, well, even real pumpkins are squash, but uh, the... <laughs> Those kids latch onto those, even if they're too uh, too small to actually pick them up. But if they got a stem on them, they'll pick them up by that stem. And then when the father or the mother says, "Well, we're not going to get that little one. We're going to get a bigger one," that doesn't play well. No, they still get the little one. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think every kid. Walks out with one of those little ones, and some of them more than one. So uh, that's that's been a great uh, addition. You know that hasn't been on the market that long, those little ones. Then, but uh, the breeders have done a good job with those. But uh, when you try to grow your, and you can grow those in your backyard, but uh, the only problem with trying to grow a big pumpkin, or medium-sized pumpkin. Is uh, vine borers uh, usually beat you to the 
to the harvest. And they could actually get in the fruit too. But and another plant that you could plant for Halloween color was uh, Mandana. I was looking for zinnias. <laughs> oh, do they have It doesn't zinnia? count when you say it, Milton. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it, and we've got all sorts of uh, uh, lantana available for sale. The, uh, it resists deer and is drought tolerant once it's established. That's exact. What? Attracts oh. hummingbirds and butterflies. You don't want them uh, over the. You don't want to overexpect anything for the winter, though, on Lantana. Well, yeah, except for that. Of course, I guess the the purple. the Vinca is the same. Yeah, so, except for the purple one. That uh, Vinca will take a pretty pretty hard frost, but uh, as will well uh, zinnias will too, won't they? Um, the zin- the plant will, but not not the flowers very well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you'll get your money's worth out of those. Let's see. Do we have zinnias on sale? Well, yeah. We always kind of predict that uh, zinnias and vinca will last until uh, Thanksgiving. Till when? Well, yeah. In a normal year, you know, we don't expect the cold weather to come until Christmas. Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving? Yeah, the end of November. So Uh, one extra month after. Yeah. Halloween. Well, people keep their pumpkins around anyway. <laughs> well, and the deer. The deer uh, will eat the pumpkins. Yeah, and then and a lot of folks after Halloween will break them up and for the deer yeah. out in the yard. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. And uh, yeah, and you can t- it's it's uh, interesting because if your deer are used to the pumpkins, they'll go scarf them up and eat them up right away. <laughs> if they're not used to them, it takes them a little while to get. To appreciate it, like in in our neighborhood, uh, does it, it takes does, does it disflavor the meat, Calvin? Have you tried that? I don't know. I oh. it all tastes the same to me. Oh, okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And no zinnias do not look to be on sale. Mexican Falm Pan, Mexican okay. Bird of Paradise, Peggy Martin Rose. We haven't talked about that in a while. Speaking of Louisiana. Uh, blue plumbago. Yeah. Mexican heather. I think the roses are. How's our uh, wasp struggling. spray? Pentas. We have it. Okay, good. That's on sale too. Two for four dollars. What's that? The wasp spray. Oh. <laughs> wasp, yellow jacket, and hornet spray. Will kill her. Black flag. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's uh I can't believe you guys are sympathetic to cockroaches and and treat wasps so poorly. <laughs> well, those cockroaches don't really sting the hell out of you, and those <laughs> those yellow jackets are the hornets. I yeah. had I had some uh, company um, last couple a couple of days, and uh, I got that coral vine growing over the yeah. porch, and That's and pretty. and the uh, well, I didn't spark, uh, no, but the just be beautiful, and I brought, I brought it to their attention about the uh, bees. Oh, and they they quit being beautiful. Uh, is them. that yeah, right? Yeah, you know, uh, they looked they looked like 
where is the spray here? Or I'm not going out. I'm not going out. It was just my. It was my uh, uh, stepson and his and his there wife. There you go. So they served a purpose. She did not like the bees. I mean, is she allergic to them? Um, I, I know. I'm never sure. She is certainly didn't like them. Yeah. Yeah. She just uh, she, that was uh, ended her visits to the porch there because of the. <laughs> Well, but, that, that but I've be never had a positive them. thing, Kevin. They never, they never seem to be aggressive or bite anybody. No, they're too busy with that coral vine. They, uh, you know, Bruce Cates, my TV guy, TV buddy. Oh yeah. Uh, he swore that uh, he was allergic to them. Uh huh. And of course, I raised bees. I had them over there by the house, by the garden, and. Uh, Every time I'd do something over there close to the beehive, he'd flip out. And Smitty, uh, the photographer, and I would say, you know, we never have seen you swell up from bee sting. That'd be good for for TV. <laughs> something visual. You but know. he did not volunteer, right? Here. No, no, no. But he did volunteer. Was it Bruce that... Uh Ate the hot pepper and no, I think no, that, that was, was Gary Malone. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was a Gary. Bruce, after working with me a few times, knew better than that. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You, you you can identify with that, can't you? Yes, I can. <laughs> the uh, but these these yellow jackets now. The the insect people tell me that what I'm calling a hornet mm-hmm. uh, is actually yellow jacket. Okay, is the name truly named yellow jacket? You know they don't they don't seem to be overly aggressive here, but in the in the up north in Minnesota and I know uh, uh, Mark mentioned the same thing in Michigan. Come August, those yeah. uh, those uh, hornets. Really in, got in uh, the ground. Aggra- yeah, yeah. Really got aggressive and uh, ag- yeah. aggravated. Uh, <laughs> now, now they don't. You know, if you accidentally step on them or or run into them, you you get stung. But gosh, those guys. You know, if you had a picnic or anything. No, oh, yeah. Up there, if there was anywhere any hornets <laughs> close, they they've made a life miserable for you. <laughs> well, they've had they have a tendency to. We use a lot of railroad cross ties mm. uh, in our landscapes around here uh, before the before the Japanese bought them all. But anyway, uh, those hornets love between those make a nest between those cross ties. And if you're out there weeding around them or trying to move them, those hornets will explain it to you. You're yeah. not to. Not to fool with that. This is yeah. This is our territory, friend. <laughs> and when they hit you, it's like somebody driving a nail in your head. Yeah, that's what I've heard people describe it. It's pretty oh, pretty. Oh man, that's why I don't. I really... suppose I suppose Milton, if you have a bald head, that's probably <laughs> yeah. even worse, huh? Yeah, you don't see them coming. Hmm. That's that's what surprises you. Uh, but uh, now see, we call. In Tennessee, we call these that make the nest above ground uh, yellow jackets. 
the one I was we're talking about, uh, they do it in the uh, bar d- uh, ditches. Yeah, or under the yeah the, uh, ra- the railing of the yeah, patio and places. Absolutely, and those are the ones that uh, that Malcolm would uh, say take care of your uh, tent caterpillars and things like that, which they do. But I don't think these hornets eat are uh, the same way as the yellow jackets are. Huh. But you know when I. Uh, I have that plant, porter weed planted, mm-hmm. and also the uh, coral vine. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing, though. There's a, seems like there's seven or eight different <clears throat> hornets and bees, different uh, species. It looks like that are there, and uh, I, I think they're a lot of times. It looks like they're looking for aphids hmm. ra- rather than than after nectar. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, and so that that that, that amazes me too. That uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting to have a an inventory of which which ones are uh, predators and then which ones are uh, yeah. ne- nectar seekers. Yeah. It, it's always humorous to me when people come in here and they want a plant that doesn't attract bees. Yeah. In a nursery full of flowers, yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, I guess cactus wouldn't be attract bees except when they bloom. Trace, do you have a list of plants that won't attract the, bees? The bees don't. If it want blooms, it. they're going to go to it. Yeah. Do what? As long as it blooms, they're going to go to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got? Don't you have a list of plants that don't bloom? No, I have yeah. a list of plants that draw bees more than others. But there not, you go. But not ones that. Uh, You've got to feel their pain, Trace. I think that's what the people are afraid of. Uh. <laughs> is feeling pain. He he feels your pain, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's different than huh? he, than Jerry is a pain. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. On well, that I, note, we're going to kind of begin to wrap up for today. It's, oh no, that's right. But we're back here tomorrow at Mill Burgers, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. You can come visit us or come ask your question anytime. They've got lots of folks that can answer. It. I'm Milton Glicks. Thanks, thanks to Shemaya doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow. On Mill Burgers on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.